chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Seems to be a lot of Christmas crooning on today's show. We'll also get into some of the neat stuff that happened in sports in 2021 and much more. The SWP is brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums, since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 8606008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Happy holidays from Jim K. Ford, your Ottawa certified pre-owned Ford dealer. They remove all the worries with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage, vehicle history report, purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. Now that is peace of mind. Check out JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. It's the SWP, and it is the day before, the day before Christmas. We're all about sports and whatever. Steve Warren along with Jungle Jim Jerome. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for being with us. We hope you enjoy the show. Jimmy, how are you today? Stevie, I'm ready to sing my annual Christmas carol. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. You can sing with me. Okay. Okay. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just it's kind of an Elvis Bing Crosby Dean Martin thing. I'm doing. Okay. Very crooner like. Just, Just like, like the one, one I used, used to know, where the treetops glisten and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow. Isn't that nice, Steve? It's very nice, but it's like it's uh, it's only boy, it's 11 a.m. your time right now in Alberta. Yeah. Are you into the eggnog by chance? I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. No, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna bust out the eggnog, Stevie, it's gonna be with you, brother. So I can nice. blame you for wrecking months and years of sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an eggnog guy? Like in obviously in 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 different days. Again, love the nog. Really love the nog. Yeah, I can't get enough nog. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I love it. I haven't I haven't picked up a quart of it yet. I haven't. Uh, I kind of stand close to home. You know what? Uh, you're probably the same without having a radio gig anymore, or, or, you know, a studio to go to. Um, I'm doing the three podcasts, so I never leave my house. Right. Like I have to, I have, and I live alone. My son was here for a while. He's moved back in with his girlfriend. So I have to kind of make up things to leave the house for. Oh. Food, generally. Cigarettes. Okay. Smokes, okay, most most important. Uh, yeah, so I don't, I'm, I'm just, I, I need something to do, Stevie. I got a juke, I got a jive. I so gotta, go get some eggnog. Yeah, I'm going to go get some nog today. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Non-alcoholic eggnog. What's worse than actual uh, alcoholic eggnog? Non-alcoholic eggnog. <laughs> I just do not understand. Yeah. It's like, to me, it's like I'm... Uh, no, no, like it's like runny, runny pancake batter, maybe. I don't just, I don't like drinking anything that's that creamy and thick, particularly. Oh, I do. No, it's not my thing at all. Oh, I but can whip it back all day. Creamy been, and thick. It's I've unreal. been a, I've been a whiskey neat 
kind of guy over the last few months. And certainly that fits in with, you know, fireplace and Christmas and watching a Christmas movie or something like that, being with the family. It may, it may have you, been, it may have had something to do with the rewatching of Downton Abbey. I don't know if you've watched that, but it's like I every, did. every problem the family has, they immediately go right to the drink tray. Sure. Just pour exactly. themselves a whiskey or something like that. And I said, you know what? That looks pretty good. It solves everything. Yeah. My, <laughs> my friend, uh, my, my friend tells a great story um, where he got on an airplane. Uh, and I remember when the world championships were on years ago, uh, Mario was on the team. It's kind of his twilight. Uh, Gretzky was the manager. Gretz, Gretz was the manager of the team. And they were in town for training camp, whatever they called it back then, world championships or something. Would have been the World Cup, I think. Maybe the World Cup. I was working at the station. And uh, so we played a bunch of golf, uh, me and Gretz and Mario Lemieux, you, you know, my life. Um, and the team went on the road to play a couple exhibition games and Mario stayed back. And uh, so he, he and I played all sorts of golf. That's what we did each day. I do the show and then, and then go pick him up, go play golf. He's a fantastic golfer, cool guy, great guy. Mario Lemieux is an unbelievable guy, uh, super low key, uh, looks like a million bucks. Dude, I brought him to my mother's house because he said, well, let's go downtown for dinner. And I said, I got to go, go back and see my mom and, you know, change. And he said, well, I don't leave me in the car here. I'm going to come in. Right. And, and you remember that Steve, cause we, we, we recorded, I think had my mother, you know, she, she, she didn't know who it was, right. This striking figure walks into her living room. My mom's in her muumu knitting, drilling back a nice tumbler of scotch, <laughs> uh, you know, because it was, I don't know two o'clock in the afternoon, three o'clock. <laughs> and uh, anyway, said hello. She wasn't sure. She didn't know who it was. He was so cool about that. And then I got a voicemail from my mother, uh, you know, a couple hours later after we left. And she goes, I don't know who that man was in my living room, but my God, is he the best looking man in the world? Or is it just me? Kind of creeped me out a little bit, Steve. Yeah, you, you don't know, want to hear of, your mom raving. No, about you don't. Yeah, your mom, mom, you know, right. He's so hot, you know, like she didn't go, she, she sort of just went to that edge, Stevie. Right. Uh, anyway, so we go downtown. Uh, we nothing happened, right? Just for the record, nothing happened between your mom and Mario. There wasn't like, oh, a... he plowed her. Oh. Yeah, it was... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go to a rub down or something <laughs> right to the plow job. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I had, it was one of my attempts at quitting drinking way back then. So I was on the wagon. Uh, and then we walked into this restaurant and uh, Mario knew I wasn't drinking. And uh, he's, we sat at the bar and, you know, the guy, right? Hey, Mr. Lemieux, you know, he called, he says, Mario. He said, would you like something to drink? We were waiting for our table. And uh, Mario said, yeah, I think I would, you know, he, he said, do you have, do you have Stoli's vodka? And the guy said, absolutely. You know, we've got a selection of, vodka. he says, is it, is it frozen? Do you have it? He goes, yeah, that's the only way we keep it. He goes, yeah, give me a, I'm going to have a martini with uh, Stoli's, a couple ounces of Stoli's. Do you have olives? The guy says, yeah, we just got a fresh in big, big, giant olives. He goes, drop two of those in there. And uh, if you've got a little, uh, uh, what is it, triple sec, the, mm -hmm. the, the little dry, if you have, yep. could you just just grace the top of it with some trickle, triple sec and maybe add a third olive with a toothpick. So I'm sitting there listening to this, frothing at the mouth, 
going, I'll have one of those too, please. <laughs> I'll have one or seven of those. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. Well, it's, what saying, it, it sounded good when you described it. I can only imagine it when Mario's breaking it down and, and ordering yeah. it up. I'd, I'd want it all the more. Yeah, with the French accent and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I had a great week with that guy. So, uh, and uh, and then got smashed for the next six years after that, <laughs> uh, probably. Right. Um, anyway, uh, whatever we were talking. Oh, yeah. Eggnog, drinking and eggnog. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it's certainly been a, a great year uh, for sports, even though we've had, and I've got, I've got snow just, just for some reason, I guess the sun's beating down on it. So you might hear like landslides happening Oh, and avalanches off the side of my uh, studio roof here. Anyway, right. uh, I, I wrecked my segue. I was talking about it being a great year for sports, even though it wasn't a great year for, well, pretty much everything else. Thank you, COVID. And well, a whole bunch of other things. Right. But still some neat stuff in sports happened. When you look back at the year 2021, Jimmy, yes, I wonder, sir. was there like a specific sports moment that maybe grabbed you more than others? Well, if it went in order, you know, if I go back to January, whenever you say January in the sports world, you think Super Bowl, I think, you know, Tom Brady with Tampa, right? I, I, that, that was That's a giant story, right? Winning, winning the Super Bowl uh, against all odds at the time, everyone, you know, myself included, I'm like, why are you doing this dude? You know, walk into the sunset. Okay. From the Patriots. I just, I had, you know, my, my whole take on the thing was this is just going to be a bad deal, Tom. Okay. It's going to be a, how can it go better for you? Okay. It's impossible for this thing to go better. Not so much. Okay. Not so much. That was, I thought that was huge. Um, a couple other things I, I jotted down. Naomi Osaka pulling out of that major was, I thought that was, you know, mental health, right, has been at the forefront here for a long time. Um, and and we all know people who are affected by it. It's, it's, it's getting more and more and more exposure all the time. Um, you know, personally, we've, we, we had on Corey Hirsch, who talked very openly about it. Uh, other, you know, Russ is, uh, family has he's talked about his dad right who committed suicide so you know personally his daughter is you know uh very open about her struggles with mental health and uh so i've got you know personal stories about it so that that naomi osaka thing i thought was pretty big you know that uh not only was she admitting that she's you know that she's just afflicted with anxiety and and mental health issues so much so not only did she just not do a press conference, she pulled out of the, I think it was the French Open, Stevie. Uh, that's, I thought that was a huge story. Um, and, and I'd say that it, it, it sort of set a, a new template. Like I, I sort of started reconsidering the way we in the media ask questions of these very young athletes, forcing them to navel gaze in a way that can actually disrupt their athletic performance and men, really mess with their mental health. Um, right. You can go back and look at some of the Williams sisters and how Richard Williams, their father, and I guess there's a, there's a new movie out now, I think, with uh, Will Smith uh, starring mm -hmm. as Richard Williams. I mean, it really does, you, you, you kind of get a sense of how those questions can mess with people's heads. But there's an actual video of Richard Williams interrupting a one-on-one -on -one interview that a guy was doing with one of the girls, either Serena or v Venus, and just saying, hey, she, she answered your question. And the follow-up question to, you know, was something about confidence. 
And the guy kept following up with, boy, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty confident for someone so young, you know, and, and just really trying to get behind it. She's clearly confident. She answered the question and the dad was having none of it. And uh, I think the media does need to kind of look at itself and, and say, yeah, okay. Balancing off, particularly when we're dealing with teenage athletes, balancing mm-hmm. off getting a great story or a great uh, headline or a great soundbite versus the needs and health of the kid. Yeah. And, and I think for years, right. It, people, people sort of spoke about mental health when, when some of these athletes lent their name to it, mm-hmm. you know, first of all, I mean, in, in Canada, I think it was, it was, I, I think of Michael Landsberg, right. Years and years ago, this guy came out and it was a remarkable thing. And he, he probably, he probably was the conduit to, TSN and Bell Globe Media to having the Bell Mental Health Day, right? Bell Let's Talk. Bell Let's Talk, right? Which is a huge thing, right? Is a huge thing. And, um, you, you know, I and I include myself in this again, right? Where it's like, really? You got mental health problems, you superstar athlete? You know, really? You know, th- this is a while ago. I said, like, how bad can things be for you? How bad can things be for you, superstar baseball player or whatever, making a jillion dollars? Uh, you know, live in the lap of luxury. Uh, you've reached the pinnacle, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and I, I was kind of like that, right. Kind of rolling my eyes a bit. And now I've completely changed, completely changed. When, when Osaka did say, I'm, I'm not playing in this event. I'm not playing in it. And it changed my whole attitude about it. I get it. And then oh. that interview we did with Corey Hirsch, right. I, I knew he was an advocate for it. Uh, I, he came on the suspendable show. You remember that? I went downtown and met him about a week later. He, he was, he's involved in the broadcast of the Canucks games. And I came away completely wide-eyed uh, about how vocal this guy is about it and his personal, you know, stuff I couldn't even repeat uh, that he told me about his personal struggles, you know. So I think that was significant. I think that was significant yeah. uh, this year. Um, the Brady Super Bowl. Uh, unfortunately, the, the Kyle Beach story probably... It will be right up there as one of the big, huge stories in 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 hockey. Uh, there's no doubt about it, right? Yeah, and also uh, setting another template, as with the Osaka story, setting a template for how things should be done in the future when something like that happens. What what is the appropriate reaction? Um, if you didn't, you should have that in your DNA already when someone comes to the organization with a complaint like the one Kyle Beach had of being sexually assaulted by a team employee, it should be already in your DNA that you deal with it appropriately. You fire that person immediately. You make sure mm-hmm. this guy gets the help he needs, not the way the Hawks handle it. Um, so even if you don't have that in your DNA, though, you now see the consequences of not doing that. So I think that's a very good thing moving forward. Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, when we talk about mental health, right. And we, and we see these athletes in our sports world coming out. Um, it's, it's fantastic, right. It's fantastic in terms of exposure, in terms of, uh, you know, getting to the, the bottom of this thing that, that people need to talk about that they can't be afraid to come out with it. Um, the Kyle Beach thing, right? It's not the first time we've heard of this. Although this thing bordered on disgusting, what how the Blackhawks handled it. Uh, so I got to give credit to not only him for doing that, but then Joel Quenville stepped down. 
right? And he wasn't even with the Blackhawks, right? He was with Florida, but he was part of that deal in 2010 when that when all the, that that whole thing came down with this poor guy. Uh, and how are you going to make your mark, right? How am I going to help with with mental illness or, or excuse me, with sexual assault cases? Uh, you know, for for sure, mental health would would be a you know a residual terrible um, result of it. And that guy then comes out and says, "Yeah, I I, did, I made a mistake, so I'm not going to coach. Right? right? I'm going to I'm going to step down." And so it was big. I think it was big news in the world of sports. Um, yeah, mental health all over the year that was. When you think about Simone Biles, you know, she basically right, right. showed up at the Olympics and stepped away from it and let somebody else uh, be in there. And, uh, and there were a lot of criticisms initially, but I think a uh, big picture, what she did for mental health there. And uh, you know, that was huge as well. So, and then the, the negative effect of mental health uh, or, or COVID on mental health. Um, if you're ever going to have a year for this kind of thing, it might be this one because so many people, you know, especially at the end of the year now, as we head into the holidays and it seems like COVID is running rampant right now, this new variant it's it's yet to be determined how serious it is because it sounds right. like it's you know, it seems to it, and I know it's not the same but it seems to have the same symptoms of your common flu but it is just ripping through it's like the most con- seems like the most contagious thing ever every you know every it seems like every second person on my Twitter timeline right now is mm-hmm. uh, is is reporting that they've got COVID now my daughter's dealing with something right now we're not sure if it's a cold or COVID so mm-hmm. it's just the mental health factor with so many people dealing right. with things around the holiday. Um, it's, uh, it's nasty stuff for sure. Right. Um, I agree. Yeah. Although it's milder, I think, hopefully, um, I think there's only been one death from uh, the Omicron, Omicron, yep. however they're pronouncing it. Seems uh, to be. Yeah. The other, uh, the other story uh, for me, as you know, uh, golf, the Phil Mickelson winning the PGA was, was astronomical, right? If you're a golf fan. That, well, that, for the know, old guys. 50 years old, right? Right, right. Fifty might be older. Fifty now, uh, that was great. And then that leads me into the, the Tiger Woods comeback this past weekend. Seeing mm-hmm. him out there with his kid uh, after uh, you know he was in the news again uh, for the that massive car accident. He could have lost his life. I've, I've I've seen Tiger do a million press conferences, but but that one was really eye opening. About speaking of you know Steve, how guys have look at life differently. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were interviewing Tiger about it and talking about a comeback and all that stuff, yeah, he he knew that's what the 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 answer they wanted was him to address that about him hitting the PGA again, and he kind of dismissed all of it and went, you know, I thought I was going to lose my leg, and my life, and my relationship with you know with my kids, and and I'm so happy that that didn't happen. So stuff your question about about me playing on tour again like he he was totally at peace with it you know and and lucky right and felt lucky i, I thought that was a big story um the other one is stevie the, the the team canada here in soccer right is on the on the verge here of making the world cup right i don't know yeah on the men's side they're looking uh, very good in concacaf right now they are leading there's still a lot of soccer left to be played but they're in really good shape right now to get into the World Cup in CONCACAF, like I say, they're a number one seed right now. Mm-hmm. All you have to be is in the top three, and I think uh, even the fourth place team goes into a kind of an international wild card. So as long as they stay inside the top three, they are a shoe in for the World Cup. And uh, man, 
men's soccer's come a long way. It's been a special right. year for sure. And the ladies' side winning a gold medal at the Olympics this year, mm-hmm. that's absolutely phenomenal. And the Olympics gave us so many great moments, particularly on the track. When you think about what Andre de Grasse did winning gold in the 200, he was like, right. won a medal in the 100 meters where he was one of the favorites. Unfortunately, he couldn't do the sweep, but that's pretty impressive. And then you also had, so I think he was, do you remember if he was 100 meters silver or bronze medalist? I can't I, recall. I forget. Yeah. Speaking of big stories, I forgot yeah. about that. That's but a certainly, big story. Yeah, he won a medal there as well. So big, Dave, we don't know which medal he won. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, he was uh, he was one of the stars. But Damian Warner ends up winning the Lou Marsh Trophy for Athlete of the Year in Canada for that gold medal at the in the decathlon. So it was a pretty special right? Olympics. And there were some others as well, like uh, uh, Penny Alexiak. She became the most decorated Olympian in Canadian history with uh, with more hardware coming out of the pool. So that was a cool thing as well. And so uh, the Olympics gave us so many great moments. And uh, so did tennis. You think about the U.S. Open. Wasn't that long ago that uh, Bianca Andreescu won the U.S. Open. And then this year, you're thinking, okay, if any Canadian wins the U.S. Open this year, it's probably her, right? Because no Canadian had ever done it before. No, here comes Leila Fernandez, who was, you know, just everybody was smitten with not only her game, but with her personality. And Mm -hmm. so she... For a lot of tennis fans who only watch the Grand Slams, she kind of comes out of nowhere and uh, reaches her first Grand Slam final. Doesn't win, but that was a pretty special moment, too, in Canadian sports in 2021. Yeah. The the, the other one, uh, the other one I think is really significant, and it's not like it's new to sports, but but they certainly have picked up the pace, and they've certainly doubled down on it, and it's betting. Betting that's going on in sports. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, you're, you're, you're naive if you don't think that's what drives the NFL. They've always said that, you know, uh, the biggest day in Vegas is Super Bowl Sunday, uh, you know, and, and people have been betting on sports. But now I see a bunch of guys, including the great one. And uh, what, what's the MMA fighter, St. Pierre there, or whatever his name with the Canadian yep. guy. Uh, I saw Matt Barnaby the other day, um, a, a bunch of guys endorsing betting sites, betting sites. And, you see more and more of it. One of the one of the sponsors of the curling podcast I do is Sports Interaction, um, and and apparently they've spent millions, you know, promoting their their company, their 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 betting site. Yeah, and um, it's certainly been around a long time. But but I think this thing is laying down the carpet, unrolling the carpet, Steve. For uh, and what I think will be significant about it is. Lesser known sports are going to come to the front here where, where you go, I can bet on curling, which you can now, which you can. And, and other stuff you can bet on, you know, less than college games now, Stevie. Okay. Uh, you can, you can, you can bet on a bunch of other things that, you know, when I heard about, it, I went, really, really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I think it's going to change the sports world. I think, it, I think it's going to be, you know, and how I, I think you're just going to hear a lot more about sports that you otherwise didn't and that they're, you're going to say, well, why am I hearing so much about that? Well, you can bet on the tour de France. No, you know, you're, you're well, I think, in- I think the big difference is, is, is that how in bed that the leagues themselves are. That's the, that's the difference. I mean, obviously gambling has been around since the beginning of time, mm-hmm. but what's changed in the last few years is the way that pro sports has realized, okay, this is our league and billions of dollars are being generated 
on, on gambling on our league by other people. And we're not getting dime one. Right. Now they've decided they want to be part of the action. You can routinely see now in, you know, Major League Baseball, for example, like during the broadcast, they're putting up, you know, little parlays in the middle of the game with graphics of, you know, what do you think about this? Will he hit a home run in this game right. or something? The odds of hitting a home run and go here if you want to, you know, put a wager on that. It's they're so they're not only embracing it, they're almost in bed with it now and making money off of it, which I think is um, I don't want to say it's a slippery slope to something bad, but it's uh it's interesting because you know, 30 years ago it would be unheard of because you can't you can't have a league. You can't be successful, right? If, if you're, if you're, if there are concerns out there that a fix might be in, that can't happen. And they've always distanced themselves from gambling for that reason. Now they've decided, I guess, that uh, the juice is worth the squeeze, right? You know, and you think of Pete Rose, right? When you bring that up, right? He'll never get in, never get in because of, because of you know what he, you know that he bet. If he did bet on his own team. You know, I, I get it, but it's like really. So, so now you're going to expect every guy not to have some sort of bet somewhere, yeah, on on his own team when when the when the place is on, you know, betting on steroids now. You know, I knew a guy who ran the Alberta Lottery uh, Commission. Okay, and back in the day, Stevie, when remember it was Lotto Canada that came out when when Canada got its first lottery and they were going to give away a million bucks. Uh, you know, you bought your ticket. Uh, and then you had to, you know, you had to wait for the draw, you know, and this guy was telling me that the, the best betting, the most action they get on betting is the, the quickest result that you can get. So video lottery terminals came out, you know, and in, in Alberta and you can, you know, spin it. And, and in one second, you can know what your two bucks is going to get. And then scratch and win tickets came along. Okay. That, that you could, so you scratch in, in, in five seconds, you know who you are. Right. Um, you know, sports select, right. Started coming out and you could bet any angle on any game that you wanted to. And now they're saying, you're not just betting on a game, Stevie, but you brought up this great point where, by the way, you, you can bet this inning. You can bet this at bat. You can bet uh, how is Dustin Johnson going to make a par or a birdie here. Right. So, so, so people are jumping in, right. With all this, with all this action. The problem is it, it, it can suck the life out of the guy who's addicted to gambling. Right. And, and that's what this guy told me, Jack is his name. We ran the Alberta lottery commission. And he said, that it, it's a really, you know, uh, ironic and, and, a, and a tormenting feeling that, you know, you're, you're making a bunch of money, Stevie, like you said, but with it comes a lot of problems. Right. Right. This just in. Gambling is one of the biggest addictions ever, ever. Yep. Right. Next, you know, food, drugs, booze, all, all that. Right. Gambling's right up there. So, when when you pause, right, when you were talking about, it and you go, um, yeah, right. I'm the same. I'm the same. Right. But you know, the NHL, right, said, okay, we're we're jumping in here, right? We're going to jump in here, and 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 they have to, they have to, because it ain't going away. It ain't going away. Sportsbook yeah. betting, you know. So anyway, I think that's I, I think that's a, a big story this year. And yep. You're going to see more and more of it. So I'd agree. Uh, other things, uh, the hockey front, of course, the Tampa Bay Lightning winning their second Stanley Cup in a row. It's so hard to win a Stanley Cup even once. So many teams, 
so much parity and for Tampa Bay to do it twice. Amazing stuff. Because part of the deal is with the salary cap, you can't keep your team together. You have this great team, great chemistry, you win it all. And then in that offseason, you inevitably have guys who want to get paid big because they just want a Stanley Cup. And right. so you got to say goodbye to some guys. And with a cap, that's it's it's almost impossible to keep teams together. So with a cap, so much parity, so much so difficult to 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 repeat. And and they did. And they beat the Montreal Canadiens, which was another storyline, how shocking that was. Sure. Nobody really thought the Montreal Canadiens had a shot. They barely squeezed into the playoffs and they found a way to get to the cup final. And then a few months later, the following season, absolute garbage. They lost some guys in the offseason. Carey Price got hurt and then, of course, went into the player assistance program. Shea Weber all but retired. And again, some other player changes. They, they're just a shell of what they were last year. And it's all very weird. Like I think about the Sens, you know, because you had two seasons within a calendar year. Last season in the NHL was shortened and it started in January of 2021. So the Sens become one of the first teams in NHL history to have two absolutely horrific starts to NHL seasons in one calendar year. Right. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of unique circumstances for sure. And of course the blue Jays, they gave us uh, a lot of fun in this past summer, almost making the playoffs going down to the final game on a Sunday. Um, and unfortunately the Boston Red Sox after the Jays had had this amazing three game sweep of the Orioles when they needed it, they needed to win all three effectively and uh, they also, at that stage, needed the Red Sox to lose that afternoon. So right. the Jays won their third game. Red Sox are down something like 5-1. to one. You're like, yes, they're going. And then all of a sudden, the Red Sox go on a furious rally and come back to win their final game. And that eliminated the Jays. But it certainly was nice to see the Blue Jays be relevant again, huh? Yeah, it was. You know, you bring up that Stanley Cup. Uh you know, and you always say, well, who's won the most Stanley Cups, you know, in, you know, team, right? And you got, you got to go back to the Montreal days, right? Where they've won, I don't know, 20 cups or something, 21 cups. And then you think of, okay, how many guys have, you know, from that team, you know, and there's a, there's a whack, right? That have won yeah. six, seven, freaking eight cups and stuff like that, you know? Um, so, so you don't get to see that much anymore, right? The, uh, the Oilers, right? Maybe back in the day, might have been the last guys to sort of run the table there for four or five years, right? They won, they won five cups. Um, Pitt, I think Pittsburgh won in sixteen and seventeen. Uh, the one of the one of the sort of moments that you might go, really, is Pat Maroon wins three Stanley Cups in a row. Right, you're going. Who? (laughs) This guy wins St. Louis, gets traded to Tampa and stays there the next year. So this guy's won three cups in a row. And and I just find that totally interesting, right? You go, okay, this will blow your mind. This dude has four cups or three or two or, or, you know, or five cups or something like that. I'm going to, I'm going to have to look that up, find out somewhere who's won the most cups, you know, active players and, um, Anyway. Well, the, the leader off the top of my head, I believe, is Henri Richard. As a player, I believe he won double digits. I think he had 10, maybe 11, yeah. 10 or 11. Right. He's, he's the leader in that category. So um, back, back when there was two teams, Steve. <laughs> two teams. <laughs> the original two. <laughs> yeah, the original deuce. Yeah. I think it was the original four, actually. I believe in the first year of the NHL's history, which included the Senators and the Montreal Canadiens, I believe there were only four teams. But, uh, yeah, so uh, there was teams coming and going. You had all kinds of weird teams right. in there over the years. 
But then I think in and around the 30s and 40s, it settled into an original six that lasted until 1967. There's my Cliff Clavin moment for Liam, today on the Liam, SW. Liam McGuire moment. Yeah, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Um, you mentioned, uh, well, you know, let's take a time out on the program. We're going to come back with final thoughts. We'll talk about tonight's NFL game as well. And that's coming up after these words. Jim K. Ford is your home of the all-new Ford Maverick, designed to seize the day. Oh, this beautiful truck is built Ford tough and gives you the best of both worlds. It's compact on the outside, but still big enough on the inside to seat five and store all your stuff at the same time. Not to mention the cool 8-inch touchscreen on your dash, which will help you get your work done. Learn more and pre-order the all-new Ford Maverick today at JimKFord.com. What a year it has been. I'd like to take a moment to say thanks on behalf of All Insurance Ontario to all the listeners for their support and to Steve and Jim for keeping us entertained every day. And also, I'd like to wish everyone a safe and happy holiday season from All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Before we get to our football talk, want to give you a show note. So as we record this on December 23rd, what's going to happen is we're going to do another show on Monday the 27th, and mm-hmm. then you and I are going to be off for the remainder of December and uh, the first week of January. Like everybody else, we'll be back. I think it's the third is our next uh-huh. day so after that. So we'll be uh, yeah. we'll be apart for a while. Or, or no, we can sure. jump. We can certainly jump on and uh, catch up and talk about uh, what's going on or anything, but uh, that's the schedule as it lays right now. Only if there's something breaking. Right. Only I want to go, Steve, breaking news. Is there a backstory to that, Steve? <laughs> You that might, need, you know, you we got to write that story. down, Steve. It was one of the most significant things that happened. This backstory comment all the time. Right. Is new to sports. New to sports. Is there a backstory? Yeah. Uh, speaking of gambling, I don't know if you meant on the weekend, I'm watching this thing. It's the Bears and the Vikings. And so the Vikings went into the game seven point favorites. I know. So the Bears, yeah. they come up with a nothing touchdown as time expired to get to within eight. And again, the line seven, yeah. everybody walks off the field. I know. Apparently it was six a, and a half, actually, the line. Well, the one I got, I didn't bet early enough. Okay. Well, the seven was out there. And so that, that's why the announcers, even on the broadcast, were talking. That's a nothing touchdown. But oh, it sure meant a lot to a lot of people watching right now, if you know what I mean. Right, right, but right. Yeah. I, I did not know this was a rule. I thought, like, in regulation, if you score a touchdown, even if time has expired, you need to kick that extra point still. But they all walk off the field. And so... If you had, you know, well, one way or the other, if you have the Vikings to buy seven or whatever it is, it matters to you if you have money on that game. Sure. So it didn't get to seven. It stayed at eight, and they walked off the field because there's a new rule that brought brought in like three years ago that when you kick or when you get a touchdown as time expires, you don't bother with the extra point unless it matters, unless it can either get you tied or in the lead. I didn't know. Killer on the betting. Totally. Uh, I, it reminds me of uh, some movie. I think it was with Rodney Dangerfield. Speaking of betting, and he loved to go to the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, you know, it was, it was a comedy. This movie was in. Uh, they were making, you know, a parody out of everything. And what can possibly go wrong? He's like the worst luck better in the world. And so he's at the racetrack, and they're showing his horse coming around the home stretch, leading. Okay, can't lose here, Stevie. He can't lose. It was. <laughs> It was uh, sulkies. Okay, those are the guys in the bike, as they call it. not not the flats, not right. thoroughbreds, and the guys in the bike. Okay, and 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 Rodney's you know screaming, you know, this is fantastic, 
you know, finally I'm going to win. And all of a sudden the guy in the bike puts his feet into the ground with his heels. <laughs> the jockey, <laughs> speaking of betting, bad luck betting. Yeah. It just comes to a screeching halt a foot before the finish line, you know. Uh, that would be uh, the 1983 film with Joe Pesci and Rodney Dangerfield, Easy Money. Oh, come on. What? Good one, pal. Good one. There's another highlight for 2021. You find in that film. You find got that it. movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, wrapping up, by the way, later on, as we're recording this on the 23rd, Thursday Night Football will be a matchup between a couple of likely playoff teams in the Niners and the Titans. 49ers are three-point favorites against Nashville. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to the weekend ahead. Christmas and Boxing Day, absolutely rife with NFL games, including my Packers and the Browns on Christmas afternoon. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to pull that one off. It's on directly after Christmas dinner. I'm supposed to sit there and chat and be social. I'll I'll be thinking about my Packers on TV. What you do, Stevie, the secret to that, uh, speaking of betting, what my buddy did all the time was he, he loved going to the track and then his wife would be pissed, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to track again. So he, he finally figured out what to do is he, whether he won or lost, Steve, he always used to leave a couple of brown ones on the kitchen table. Oh. Hundreds, right? No matter what. So every time he went to the track, his wife was like, yeah, you get there, boy. And you get there, right? Because she was good for two yards, right? That she was going to make, <laughs> right? It was, it was uh, uh, the only way to do it. So what, what you're going to do, Stevie, to be able to watch, here's what you do today. You're, you're going to have to jump on it today at, at the latest by tomorrow afternoon is you whip out and you get a, a new flat screen TV, but it's for your wife. Oh. Okay. And you set it up and go, you got to see this thing, honey. You know, you got to see the high def. It's unbelievable high def. And the best way to see how high def your TV is, is in sports, to watch a sports game. You gotta see, honey, how green the grass is mm. on this thing. All right. I'm just, I'm trying to help you out. I appreciate that. That's about, I might've, that might've worked about eight TVs ago. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have drywall on my walls. Every surface of every wall is basically a flat screen TV now. Right. I've seen your place. Okay. I don't know. I'll have to think of something else. Okay. Just, fair enough. Just, yeah. Just okay. Watch. Well, this, this is it, my friend. We're, uh, we're signing off for, for our uh, last show before Christmas. Uh, great year. Well, we don't have to get into the new year stuff. We still have another show to do. But right. uh, yeah, well, have a great uh, Merry Christmas. My best uh, to all the kids and uh, hope you have a, a fantastic time off. Yeah, same to you, Stevie. Uh, Seattle Kraken, Steve, big story this year. Yep. Right, didn't do it. Uh, anyway, Merry Christmas to you, Steve. Everybody stay safe. Uh, have a happy holiday and we'll we'll do our best. I, I don't know at, at what. what. We're just going to do our best. <laughs> Yeah. And now you know the rest, the rest of the of this story. story. Merry Christmas, Stevie. Happy New Year. You too. Good night, everybody. Oh yeah, got to get in that. Yeah, I almost that forgot that. Done. My Good God, God. The, the whole the whole year would have been ruined. We'll see ya. <laughs> okay. What are Mary? You know, Mary goes to the car. The guy. Here comes Dominic, here comes Dominic, right down Palladium Lane. Twitching and flipping, and on his ear he'll shut him out again. Dominator, no one greater, wall that net up so tight. So let's give thanks, he's a cut above, cause Dominic starts tonight. Hold on, 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 h
Yeah, what is it? I don't know if I say it. I'm cold. Say it. I'm John Mark. I'm Santa Claus. Say Mary Mockler. Mary, Mary Mockler. Everybody, <laughs> Mary, Mary Saber. Pablo Saber. Mary Mockler. Mockler at Christmas. Pablo Saber. Mary Mockler. So let's give thanks. He's a card above. Cause Dominic starts tonight. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com.